Welcome to the Forking Healthy podcast, a place where two sisters have cheeky chats about everything natural health and wellness. I'm your host, Jenny Soder. I am also your host, Cheryl Berecki. Together, we hope to inspire, entertain, and motivate you with our knowledge and decades of experience in the natural health and fitness industry. So if you're ready, let's get Forkin' Healthy. Hi. Hi. (laughs) What's shaking? Well, um, we're doing a spontaneous. No, I'm doing a spontaneous. (laughs) It's summer and there's a lot going on. I feel like we haven't done one of these in a while as well, because we were so ahead of the game of, uh, and then life got in the way for us and you were traveling all over the world. Mm. And uh, here we are finally, episode 26. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Before we start, something has been bothering me Mm. about a a past episode. (laughs) So (laughs) in one of the fast fives, you put me on the spot. And I answered the question. Oh and my I didn't God. Is this like my answer? <laughs> yes. And I didn't like my answer. And it's been bothering me ever since. So our listeners will have to go back. I can't remember which episode it was, but you asked me what a deal breaker food was mm. for uh, someone I was dating. And you and- said a conventional chocolate bar. Yeah. Such a terrible, I felt on the spot. And then afterwards I thought of so many foods and I would like to change my answer. Okay. Give her. It is corn dogs or Twinkies. (laughs) Okay. Those are deal breakers. What about a hot dog? Like a, oh, after that video you posted the other day, I don't know. (laughs) Wieners are definitely out of the picture, but I'll, I'll accept, uh, uh, I'll accept the wieners for now, but corn dogs and Twinkies, no way. You're out. <laughs> okay, so I'm glad. I I'll feel better. I can sleep now that I have told our viewers that I have changed my mind. Yeah. So a Kit Kat <laughs> is no longer a deal breaker. Coffee okay. crisp, it's okay. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll work with it. So Mom's today we're like, talking about summer. Oh. <laughs> Mom's like, I love coffee crisp. <laughs> yeah, summer. summer. And enjoying summer and also not letting all of your health go- goals go to the shitter yes okay can I start with the fast five since you're sure. totally not ready anyway sure I'm gonna just copy <laughs> <Right> yours <laughs> <laughs> all right number one what's your favorite part of summer you can only pick one thing um just being able to like go outside without freezing freezing period <laughs> Just the nice weather. So eating outside, swimming, you know, just being outside. Nice. Number two, do you move less or more in the summer? Definitely more. I mean, I move in the winter, but it's like in a circle inside my house. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, what's the most challenging healthy habit to keep hold of in the summer for you? Um, I actually find it much easier in the summer. So I don't think there's anything. Oh, good one. Uh, number four, what's the easiest habit then for you to chip away at and keep hold of in the summer? Moving more, like being active for sure. 
And lastly, do you ever drink iced coffee in the summer? I did once, but it was in the winter still. Oh I've only God. ever had one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> one iced coffee, people. No, I think when I was younger, when the um, Tim Hortons things, can that be called coffee though? I don't know. I don't, I don't even is. know if there is coffee in there. <laughs> Sugar. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm ready. I'm like trying on a new sweater here. It's called spontaneous fast five. So I may have things that have Humble. nothing to do with it. Okay. What as a younger Cheryl, did you let go health wise in the summer? <laughs> uh, everything. <laughs> summer was a big party time for me. So I think like routine in general, but I would have to say my, probably my hydration habits were the wrong type of hydration. <laughs> so like Long Island iced tea. <laughs> Correct. Okay. <laughs> what is the number one thing that you look forward to most in the summer? Mountain biking. You don't do that in the winter? Well, you can, but we typically go to the ski hill. So, and I don't, uh, enjoy winter I tolerate winter Got it. Uh, by snowboarding and skiing and in the summer I love being outside and love mountain biking it, it's not as enjoyable when it's like soaking wet and freezing I'll do it but it's not enjoyable <laughs> and what is your favorite summer food oh that is so hard I have I, I would say um, the summer fruit. So like going to, it doesn't matter what it is, but whatever's in season in that um, sort of week or, or segment of summer. Uh, I love going to the farmer's markets here. We have a ton and, or the stands and you can just go to them and like, just be surprised by whatever fruit is there and lush and in season. Um, and, and I really just enjoy how much different they taste when they're vibrant and real and new and local. <laughs> and what is your favorite summer alcohol right now? Uh, I don't even know what a summer alcohol is. <laughs> like a summery alcoholic filled drink. Okay. So I drink maybe like twice a year, maybe. And um, on Canada day, we go to this neighborhood party that's a pool party with kids and it's uh, all outdoors and they they the husband is like a fisherman and so he brings crap fresh crab and lobster oh. and fish and oysters and he makes me a caesar like it's a one one caesar and it's really good um but i just have one and that's it and <laughs> that's my yearly drink that sounds very heavy and wintry now no I know, but I don't know why I really like it. That's a, that's a Winnipeg. You, you still got a little Winnipeg so, in you. A little bit. <laughs> and what is the number one thing that you see with clients? How, what health goals do they slip up on most? Um, I'll, I'll say too, alcohol is huge, but I think just the, um, like the fact that people are more out of regular routine. So they camp a lot or they go out on patios a lot or so their routine feels off because they're in, um, you know, different settings 
more often it's not like in the winter time that might happen where they go on a holiday you know like once or twice in the winter but it's like a regular and consistent thing like I just checked in with a client this morning and in the last month she's been away every single weekend she's had a wedding she's had camping trips she's had you know get your visitors and so that part throws people for a loop Mm -hmm. so let's talk about that yeah I was like that's a great little (laughs) segue in there yeah I think you know that mindset of the summer yeah is is very similar to that mindset of like oh I can't believe it's Friday it's so awesome and Mondays are shitty (laughs) yeah or get back I'm gonna restart on Monday right yeah Yeah. and that mindset um switch I find for a lot of people is like one end of the spectrum to the next when it comes to summer it's either I'm gonna throw in the towel or I, I'm going to be perfect or what, like, why bother? Like if I can't be perfect, why bother? I may as well uh, throw in the towel. And I find that people get to that place in the summer. They're like, well, I can't, if I can't do, uh, you know, do it because I'm away camping, then all or nothing. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. And I, you must see this a lot and hear this a lot from clients. And it's one of the most common things that I hear is, I don't want to start a program or I don't want to start coaching during the summer because we have so much going on. And my response to that always is if you can learn how to adopt or, or acquire the skills to be healthy during any circumstance, it's best to do it during like bad circumstances. If you learn something, how to eat really well, how to work out during certain situations, and everything's like great. What about when like life goes chaotic? Then you're you you're not gonna be as equipped. But if you start a program or you start coaching with someone like yourself and you're going way here and there, you learn how to adapt and that coach can help you or that program can teach you those skills. And then so it's like easy breezy when life is like when you're stable and in one spot. Uh, people are often waiting for the right time and there's no right time, right? And yeah. so the reality is I totally agree. Uh, I teach people to change their mindset that like life is always chaotic. Embrace it when it's not because mm-hmm. then, you know, you always are ready for anything. And so if you set yourself up for success to handle, like you say, those situations and to really have this mindset of like, you can have moderation if you learn to use it in moderation. When I see that people learn like what they do in the summer is what they're you know what they deem as moderation is not quite moderation right and so it's it's like that balancing piece of um you know finding the middle ground uh by keeping hold of some of those like really intact and foundational habits and 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 also like you know what how they can switch their mindset is leveraging the things that they do good at um, you know, what are the things in summer that we can embrace and like, we can really leverage those things. So if summer is a time that you're more active, okay, let's leverage that. That's mm-hmm. a really positive thing. So let's, let's do, instead of, you know, always focusing on the things that are really hard, how can we plan ahead for those challenging pieces? How can we practice self-respect and how can we leverage all the things that are good? That's a lot of things that we can do in summer. Yeah, so. yeah for sure. And I think that a lot of people, think that they have to do certain things um you know oh well we're going to a party and you know they don't have the food there or they're all drinking and I have to and it's I mean we don't teach our children to give into this peer pressure but all all the a lot of times we're like oh well I felt like I should 
you know, I see in food journals all the time when it's like, oh, but I was out in brackets. I was out with friends. It doesn't matter. Your, your body doesn't care. Yeah. It just doesn't. It doesn't yeah. care that you're out with friends or that it's summer or what have you. It needs what it needs in order to thrive. And if you don't give it that, you're not going to be healthy, period. I mean, it's pretty black and white. And why are we throwing away, why do we have this mentality that we throw away the whole day because we're out with friends? Like, exactly. let's let's break down that day. What is that, like a couple hours in your whole 24 hours? So what are the yeah. things that you can do? You can still get some really good quality sleep. You can still mm -hmm. hydrate. You mm -hmm. can still move early in the day. You can still have a nourishing breakfast. Like there's still so many things that you can do. But when people have this, excuse my language, shitty mentality for summer, they just throw Ooh. the towel in before they even, you know, get, to uh that day and we have to really look at like the whole spectrum of things i encourage people to like uh use like a charting system um to think about consistency and how can we narrow that down so i use like this x mechanism of like uh, what are the habits you're working on and when you can have x's and checks and let's look at the consistency as a whole if you're really losing sight and throwing in the towel on friday saturday and sunday of every week that's a really large portion of yeah. your month and that's okay if you're in if that's in line with your expectations right mm -hmm. and so maybe your expectation for the summer is that you'll just maintain and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that no no there isn't except um i think that that mindset piece is the first thing that you always need to get in check it's like um summer comes around every year it's like yeah. you don't have to wait for summer and it's no special occasion it's just you know, how do you, what, where's your mindset when it comes to summer or, you know, how, how are you different? How is your mind different, Cheryl, than other people that you, that are just coming into the health game and they are like, oh, but it's summer. Again, I think about the positive things. Like, I don't think about all of the roadblocks first. I think about the positive and to me, my life all year round is really chaotic and unexpected because I like that. I like to pick up and like go on a road trip. I like to go traveling. It doesn't matter the season for me. So I know what my foundational habits are. That's what keeps me successful. So I know that I need to have adequate sleep. I put priority into my sleep routine. It doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter what season it is. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. I need to make that a priority. I wake up, I do the same sort of things, regardless of if I'm camping, I'm at a friend's house. It, it doesn't matter. I still get up and drink a cup of lemon water. Why can't I do that in a campground? Yeah. Like yeah. It, it doesn't matter where I'm at. I just went, you know, I just went down to the Seattle area for a road trip and I brought my breakfast with me. I, I used the hot, like I didn't eat the buffet at the hotel. Could I have a hundred percent, but I know that that doesn't set me up for real positive choices for the remainder of the day. I need to get up. I need to move my body. I need to have a good damn bowel movement mm -hmm. and I need to have a, a nourishing breakfast that sets me up for great choices for the rest of the day. And then do I have some balance in there? Heck yeah. I ate the, like a cinnamon bun, the size of my head, Yeah, but I did all the other things around that, that set me up for success um, and a little bit of summer isms. Yeah. And I mean, like you would do the same thing in the winter as well. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Season and means nothing beyond pure joy in summer for me. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, yeah, for me, it's like 
Monday, Friday, Saturday, the yeah. days are the same in the regards that I use the same philosophies and I always try and nourish my body. I move, I laugh, I sleep well, you know, those are things that it doesn't matter. Even if I was like in prison, yeah, <laughs> there, I would still have all of those things. It would just You'd be meditating in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> the preparation. In fact, I was like, Oh, you know what? If I went to prison at some point, I would get a lot of reading done. You know, I could get all yeah. this done. I could yeah. come up with a lot of things, but it doesn't matter the time of day, the time of week, the time of year, my mindset never changes. It's, it's a pr- food movement, um, mental, emotional health. It is all a priority for me over everything else. And I think that that's, um, what I find that people struggle with is the identity switch when they, who they used to be, uh, maybe they identify with like being the party girl, being the life of the party in the summer. And then they're shifting towards, um, this new identity of being, you know, whole and healthy and taking care of themselves. And, and that this can be a really challenging time of year when you're kind of still stuck holding grip to that old identity and trying to make this transition to this new identity that you wish to have. And summer's hard. And what could potentially be holding you back is the people that you're really hanging around with. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. if you're hanging around with people in the summer and they're like, oh, come on, what are you, a party pooper? Yeah. You're not going to have a drink. I mean, like, and then at that point, you're, you got to decide like who you're hanging around with. Is that serving your highest or best self or your goal of where you want to be? Right. Or can you become, you know, comfortable also? Because like I made this transition, obviously, over the years of being the life of the party to being and and went through this period of time where there was that pressure and I felt it and I sure I'm sure succumbed to it at some point in time to making this identity change of people saw me as like if they want to do something active they come to me and so when I'm there I still will hang out with obviously some of those people um and and they'll just like I'm the I'm always like, hey, let's go paddleboarding hey let's go you know this that that's who I am and I was comfortable enough in my why and in my vision and in my mindset as I made that transition to um, that though, though that identity wasn't serving me anymore and I wanted to push towards this identity. So I was okay with the push that came mm-hmm. with that transition and still sometimes hanging out with those types of people that were in a different place than me. I was comfortable enough. Not everybody is there in their mindset yet. I think being aware of that is really important. For sure. So why don't you share with people a few workout ideas to make sure during the summer that you don't let your health goals slip? For me, obviously, like there are things in my life that are very robotic. And I know that people that are most successful with movement, they make time for it and they Mm -hmm. schedule it in regardless of where they are. And so, you know, um, most people are most successful if they, um, you know, start early in the day or do some form of movement early in the day. And so I still schedule, whether it comes to be or not, I still schedule on my, uh, you know, meal planner, day planner for the week, uh, what days I'm going to work out or bike or what I'm going to do movement wise. And that helps me stay accountable to myself. So scheduling it in, it doesn't matter if it's on a scrap piece of paper, it's in your phone. doesn't matter if you're camping. It doesn't matter you make a commitment to yourself that 
that is a priority for yourself and you're going to fit it in. I think we also need, we also can benefit from rethinking the term fitness in the summer. So mm -hmm. fitness doesn't always need to be going and pumping weights and lifting heavy things inside a gym. But if, um, you know, you're away camping, what can movement and fitness look like? Can you be on a paddleboard? Can you, you know, go for a swim? Can you run around the campground? Whatever it may be, can you go on a hike? There are so many different um, things the world is really your, your oyster in the summertime there's so many opportunities to really um, do something different um, you need to have fun because when you have fun um, you're more likely to continue to do something to stay consistent with something to obviously enjoy something and um, and then to continue to do it um, don't be afraid to bring equipment so planning ahead is obviously really important um, you know, we like I've been known to pack up uh, rings like uh, gymnastics rings and uh, put in my bag when I go overseas. Like there's, you know, hang them from a tree in a campground there. Why can't you throw a kettlebell in the back in your trunk? You know, running shoes are really light. Throw them underneath your, you know, your seat in your car. Um, thinking ahead and planning ahead as far as equipment is really helpful. Don't be afraid to get your family involved. So a lot of people are like, oh, but I'm with my family. I'm, uh, how do I do that? Well, it's a priority to you. Mm -hmm. um, get them to join in. Like, mm -hmm. can you go for a family hike? Can you, um, you know, if people often, uh, I do like, well, simple campground workouts often, you know, utilizing the picnic bench and utilizing some of the things that are uh, there already. And people are like, but don't you care about what other people think? And I'm like, those people are jealous. Why? Because they're sitting around a campfire doing nothing but eating marshmallows. Like they are often like peeking and looking at what I do. I don't care. I'm 43 years old. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I, I'm putting that first, right? You have to get over the fact that you may look a little bit different. And then really just that focusing on the steps or the non-exercise movement, in, again, can be really beneficial uh, for the body to just take a different, um, you know, a different angle to things. Whereas you might be uh, sitting a lot in the summer or in the winter and, and have, have a heavy work schedule in the summertime, it's a great opportunity to really focus on increasing that non-workout movement. Sweet. Um, what are some of, uh, you have anything to add to that? Workout tips? No. Not no. at all. You covered, <laughs> you covered it. I covered I'm, it. Yeah. What about from the food um, side of things? You know what? Food, I think like in the summer, especially in North America is like a, a buffet. <laughs> if, if ever there's a time for people to want to start getting um, more nutrients in their diet, it shouldn't be summer because we have access to a lot more bright, colorful, flavorful foods at in in a normal world, relatively cheaper than in the winter. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not, perhaps this year, but um, you know, lots of things that you can do. So when, like I had mentioned before, you know, a lot of people have events and birthday parties and and pool parties and stuff like that. But planning ahead and bringing something that will always add extra nutrients, just in case there's something there, not something there that aligns with your with your health goals, right? 
And so not really leaving it up to, oh, I don't know what they're going to serve or something like that. You can always, if you're really, you know, firm in your health goals and you're comfortable with them, also ask the people that you're going, hey, what are you having? What can I bring? Even if they say you can't bring anything, you get to know what is there. So you plan ahead and you know, okay, maybe there's probably just chips and cheesies and soda pop. Maybe I'll bring my water with me or I'll, I'll have some extra protein before um, just to subsidize, subsidize that. This retainer makes me like lisp and I'm still not used to it. It's hilarious. Um, or it could just be me drooling over like summer food, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, also you mentioned about camping, you know, there's it, it, the food that we grew up with in the summer doesn't need to be the food that we eat. Right. So we used to have s'mores and we used to bring like, you know, I can't remember those little boxes of cereal. Yes. Little boxes of cereal. And, you know, sometimes those are fun, but like, then you can change it up and maybe those are topping toppings on like smoothie bowls. So like you still have those memories, but you're, you're adding in nutrients, right? You're yeah. changing them. Good the one. memories are still there. The goodness is still there. And so don't be afraid to kind of make adjustments. You know, we entertain a lot more in the summer than we do the winter when we hibernate. And when I have people over, I always like to experiment. And so I always ask them what they love, what they hate and whatever they hate. I try and, you know, make them love it. And so I always make them food that has those um, ingredients in it so that they are opening their ideas to different or their mind to different foods that they may not have tried. Um, get into the, you know, markets, the outdoor markets, and even the grocery store aisles. And if you're in a food box, just order something different that you have never tried before, right? Going online and just, you know, typing in kohlrabi recipes or how do you eat kohlrabi for instance many people have never had it but it's a great kind of little vegetable that some people are like what is she talking about um but <laughs> you're gonna google it and see what you can do with it and all the nutrients that are in it so just exploring with those foods that you may yes. not have tried before and uh, getting, like you had said with workouts get your family involved right and so if you have like a strawberry you pick, like you're going together. So they see how it's grown and what is good and what is what fruits overripe and apple picking and all those things and getting ideas with the family. Like, what do you want to make out of these? You know, we can eat them plain, but we can make them into a jam. We can do this, this, and this. Yeah. So working with the family and allowing them to also see kind of the, um, the active part food doesn't just come from a grocery store when you go there and you pick it up like this yeah. is how it's grown and that type of thing which gives kids and even adults a, a more appreciation for the food and kind of where it comes from good ones so let's dabble in last and end it off with some tips on alcohol because <laughs> i know can people i just are... add two things to the yeah. food yeah, for sure. I want to uh, just like reiterate the importance of keeping some of your structure when it comes to food. So people often, for me, for a lot of my clients, a cornerstone habit is like making a meal plan or doing some preparation and having that weekly routine. And people are often like, but I can't do that because I'm X, Y, Z. 
Well, it's again, that all or nothing mentality that you're thinking, can you not just grab a sticky note and plan ahead of write down, okay, I'm only home for three nights this coming week. What, what are our dinners? Cause those are chaotic times. So I recommend that people still keep, try to keep some of those key habits in place from a, in the summertime that have made them successful the, the other nine months of the year. Mm-hmm. And, and then this is in, in line with your like farmer's market and garden and all of the lush and, um, you know, available things, especially in Canada um, at this time of year, people can really utilize that to keep things really simple if life is balanced. So you have Mm -hmm. the opportunity to make really amazing um, and diverse salads and, um, you know, eating, you know, kohlrabi and hummus as a snack. It's just so much easier to keep it simple in the summertime. Um, and then also just the on the go piece is big for a lot of my clients where you need to prepare for that. So like you, I often will tell people to have some sort of a snack pack in their car or at their front door that they can grab when they go out a couple things in their purse, because typically in the summer, they're on the go a lot more. And that tends to be an excuse of why, you know, they allowed themselves to get hangry and then they made poor choices or whatever, um, prepare for that before it happens. And that can be done in a really easy way. Amen. That's it. I'm done Amen. adding in there. We can talk about booze. Okay, the booze. booze tips. So this is funny. <laughs> I loved, uh, I was laughing when I was looking at this and thinking of ideas on kind of what we, I, I wanted to contribute to this last part. And um, I had a client last year or the year before who was like, you know, she kept putting down these like, I don't even know what they are. I don't, as an FYI, I don't really drink. I don't really drink. It's like me going to the pharmacy and, and, and asking what you use for pain, like over the counter. I have no idea. I am not the person you come to to understand like what is Tylenol and Advil and stuff. So she came, she kept writing down like these, I guess, I guess the eighties in me wants to call them coolers. (laughs) I don't remember what they're called. I don't know what they're called right now. What are they called? These like mixed drinks? I don't, I I still think they call them coolers or maybe, I don't know. I don't don't know. know. (laughs) (laughs) These are like, we are having the wrong conversation between the two. I drink twice a year, two drinks. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) so anyway, she was writing all this down and we, and we had our coaching call and she was like, yeah, there's like, there's like this, these pre-mixed drinks that were, are like, just sparkling water or kombucha with like hard liquor. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Do these exist? It's just they like, do. Yeah. So then I went on like a spree last year and I bought like one of everything pretty much in the LCBO Ontario Whoa. liquor market. I had like two sips of each one, let's be honest. And most of them she were was really, drunk. really gross. However, I did find a few that were palatable and actually had pretty decent ingredients yes. when it comes to that. So some of my favorites are um, bees knees. It has like a local honey in it and something else. No idea. Cool. Okay. Um, Founders is a, uh, my husband's new favorite. They have like several different flavors, but it is mostly hard alcohol with a natural juice or a sparkling water of some sorts, right? So minimal ingredients, um, you know, I also like to use 
like green juices or smoothies and add them in. So we have some nutrients when we are going to drink, right? And obviously mixing, you know, um, I make these, I made these boozy popsicles because I just made regular ones for me. And I was like, Hey, we have people coming over. I'm just going to throw some vodka in there, but it was just like a smoothie or mango and coconut water and added in some vodka. And so those are some ideas and kind of how you can play with that without like getting wasted. Yeah. And I think that that mixing is such a big awareness piece for a lot of people that um, we can work with the fact if you have great enjoyment with the social aspect of drinking, or you actually really enjoy having a beer or a glass of wine or a cooler, um, let's do it smart, right? So um, there is, you know, that mix piece of hard alcohol. And often it's like all the other things that surround uh, I, I tell people it's all the other things that surround us, not actually just about the alcohol. So it's yeah. about like the food choices you make when you are uh, yeah. drinking. It's the mix that you're putting in that's full of sugar um, with the booze. And it's the hydration that you maybe haven't prioritized with the, uh, you know, so what are some strategies we can do? You know, can you be drinking a glass of water in between each of your alcohols? Can you be reading the ingredients? Like you say, can you be choosing wisely? Can you, um, be really strategic about making sure that you're fueled before you start drinking so that yeah. you're not like super hungry. And then you're getting all these empty calories that your metabolism is prioritizing. And then suddenly you're making these, you know, choices as far as like deep fried foods and all these other things that are just going to be stored in your body. Um, I often find that a lot of people just like something in their hands and they're doing it because they feel much more social when they have it and they haven't, they're not actually enjoying a alcohol or how it makes them feel. And so putting something like, like I love going to our local brewery here because they have kombucha on tap now. And I think it's so much easier now than it used mm-hmm. to be For sure. um, as a non-drinker, like you know, when I stopped drinking 15 years ago, it was so much harder than there was nothing. There was like non-alcoholic good beverages were like not available unless you were a pop drinker. Red Bull, Red Bull (laughs) was what I used to have to drink when I went to bars in Winnipeg, because it was like, I wasn't drinking tap water. I'll tell you that much. I knew that (laughs) much, but yeah, there were, there was nothing, nothing. And now you can get kombucha. You can, or like, if you're at a party, like grab a wine glass, put sparkling water in it like that can make you feel apart because often people don't realize that that, it's just that feeling that they're after they're not actually enjoying having alcohol they're just feel much more social and a part of the crowd if they have something in their hands that's similar to everyone else Mm -hmm. so like I often bring my own spark like I you know we have this local natural store that brings in like all these really neat kombuchas and new sparkling waters and new juices and I'll go if I'm going somewhere just like someone would go to the liquor store I go there and then I pick something up that I don't have on a regular basis it feels special it feels like I can crack open something like everybody else can Mm -hmm. and I'm a part of that and then lastly I want to hone in that like obviously I do a lot of macro pieces and I think a lot of people don't realize as well about like how alcohol is metabolized and that the body prioritizes that over anything else first it wants to burn that first and what you read on the label is not totally accurate so Mm-mm. you know I have lots of people that are tracking it and they're like oh wow that's no big deal and I'm like oh, that's totally wrong by the way you know because <laughs> it's it'll tell you your calories but it's not 
you know, we're metabolizing it very similar to how we metabolize fat. And, and so we just need to be really aware. I think the awareness factor is like anything is really important on how it will influence your summer, how it will influence your goals and just make sure that those expectations are really realistic. If alcohol is going to be a part of your summer, um, can you do it in a smart way? And are you being really realistic on how that's going to affect your overall health and your goals? Mm-hmm. I was listening to Dirk, uh, Dr. It's not Dr. Will Cole this time, Dr. Mark Hyman the other day and Hyman, isn't yeah. Hyman, isn't Hyman like a, a body part? <laughs> <from> <laughs> <laughs> it sounded odd for a second. Um, I was listening to him the other day and he was saying that just one drink diminishes your brain function exponentially, just one drink. And how, if you go out and it's like four a night times three is 12, you know, in a week that is really affecting pretty much every organ and system in your body. It's now disrupting your sleep. You're not getting a strong enough, deep enough sleep. Therefore, it's affecting your recovery. Therefore, your health is being at a deficit. It's, it's having to respond to that rather than like go forward. You're kind of backpedaling. You know, there's so many different areas that it is going to impact. And as long as you're aware of that, and, and like you say, um, balance it off with a lot of really good habits, then, um, yeah, you got to make sure that that's going on as well. Amen. We say amen a lot for people that don't go. I know. know. (laughs) And chaos. This was like, I already put down rated R under number 26 because we swore swore like five times in the first two times. Really? Oh, potty. We're getting pottier. 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 Okay. That's it. Enjoy your summer, everyone. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Working Healthy Podcast. If you want to stay up to date on future podcasts, make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel. In order for us to get into more ear holes, we would love for you to take a moment to share this episode or leave us a review. That's it for now. Fork and rights. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha